Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa! The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 38 of the Powder Blue Review. I'm your host, Michael Peterson. You can go ahead and follow me at, on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z O N E T R A C K S. You can go ahead and follow the Twitter podcast handle as well at PB Review Podcast. And if you haven't already, head on over to SB Nation's Bolts from the Blue.com. That is their Los Angeles Chargers website where I am the deputy manager. Guys, welcome back. Welcome back. We just coming off a bye week. Uh, two days from now, where I'm recording this, obviously on Friday, you'll be getting this Saturday morning. The Chargers will be taking on the Denver Broncos in their second matchup of the season. And obviously would like to flip the script from that game. And obviously didn't go the way that the Chargers wanted. Chargers still currently sitting at 0-3 in the division, last in the division. And that is just not good. Excuse me, another they're third in the division. Pardon me, I don't think Denver has won one of the division games either. So, you know, Silver lining, they're not last, but um, still not a good uh, position to be in at the moment if you are the Chargers. As of right now, um, it's really just, you know, do you, do you tank? Do you win as many games as possible to salvage some sort of respect? Um, I'm not sure what to do, but we're going to do a little bit of a short show for you guys. Um, obviously, going to preview the matchup between the Chargers and the Broncos. Going to do my three things to watch for in this game, and then obviously go over the... Uh, the injury list, injury report, and uh, which is actually looking pretty clean as of right now. So uh, it's going to be a quick little show, obviously with the holidays and everything. Don't want to be too far away from family for too long. So um, we're just going to get right into this bad boy. The Chargers are going to be looking a lot healthier this week. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and start this off with the injury report, just because I want to start it off with uh, you know the brightest, highest note um, that we can at the moment. So looking at um, the last three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, as of Wednesday, you had limited participants in Thomas Davis, Russell Okung, Sam Tevy, and Mike Williams, with full participants Jackson, Justin Jackson, excuse me, and Drew Tranquil. As of Thursday, Davis became a full. Uh, Okung and Tevy were still limited. Mike Williams became a full participant, and the same thing with Jackson and Tranquil. And then as of today being Friday, your only two players listed on the injury report are Russell Okung and Sam Tevy. They're both listed as questionable heading into Sunday's matchup, but Okung was a full participant today while Sam Tevy was just limited. And again, both are questionable, which is absolutely fantastic. As far as Adrian Phillips and Derwin James are concerned, Anthony Lynn has not made the decision yet to activate either of them to the active roster. Although he did mention that Derwin looked very good in practice this week, no setbacks whatsoever. And honestly, I would be surprised if Lynn did not activate those two for this game simply because it is a division game and each of the next three are going to be super important if the Chargers can win at least, honestly, if they can win out these last three division games. I think it really flips the script on the season and uh, regardless if the team were to make the playoffs this year, it would still set, you know, it would give the team as much momentum as it could heading into the offseason and into next year, knowing that, you know, there's another chance that the team possibly stays healthy and they can put something together. Uh, you know, maybe another special season. I'm not entirely sure, but that seems to be the case every single thing. Excuse me. 
I'm sitting here drinking some uh, some boozy hot chocolate that I've left over from the holidays, so don't pardon me. I apologize for that little uh, hiccup there. But um, moving on over to Denver's um, injury report, they had quite a few players. It seemed like the whole team was on their injury report. So just some stuff to uh, probably note here. As of Thursday, Vaughn Miller did not participate. He didn't participate Wednesday either due to a knee injury. Um, linebacker Alexander Johnson, who was the linebacker who actually picked off Philip Rivers in the end zone in their first matchup earlier this season, he didn't participate on Wednesday or Thursday either, also due to knee injury. And then starting offensive linemen, uh, their center and right guard, Connor McGovern and Ron Leary, both limited participants Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, McGovern had a shoulder and neck injury, while Ron Leary has been dealing with some back issues. We're going to go ahead and take a look at both teams, kind of see how you know their offensive and defensive players, their stars are performing through the first, what is this, 12 weeks of the season. And like always, starting off with the Chargers, we've got obviously Phillip Rivers sitting at 3,169 passing yards, 15 touchdowns to 14 interceptions, which I believe right now is good for second in the NFL behind Jameis Winston, who I think has 19 or 20 Um not good, not good, obviously, um, being that high in the statistics, especially being that close to a one-and-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. That's tough. Melvin Gordon sitting at an even 100 carries on the season for uh, a team-high 369 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Uh, he's also pitched in 18 catches for 112 yards and one touchdown through the air. Austin Eckler sitting at 95 Carries for 364 yards rushing, three touchdowns on the ground. Still second on the team in catches with 65. Also second on the team still with 667 receiving yards, but does lead the team with six receiving touchdowns. Leading receiver Keenan Allen, 70 catches for 796 yards and four scores. Finally got back into the end zone against the Chiefs last week. And you've got Mike Williams sitting at 33 catches for 661 yards. I believe he's close to his uh, receiving total from all of last season, but literally has zero touchdowns when he had 11 total scores, 10 through the air last season. Still not looking good for Williams, and that's kind of an underrated fact or reason probably why this team isn't as successful as it was last season, not being able to contribute, not being able to get the ball in the end zone and finish those drives like they were able to a year prior. Hunter Henry, as solid as they get at the tight end position, obviously one of the most rising stars, young stars in the NFL at his position, 39 catches for 487 yards and three touchdowns, still looking really good every single week. Phillip Rivers, you know, safety valve, a guy who he knows is going to come up big when they need to move the chains on third down, fourth down, um, any money down whatsoever. Defensively for the Chargers, Thomas Davis still leads the team in tackles at the ripe age of 36, 90 total tackles. One sack this year, Joey Bosa, second on the team with 50 total tackles, team leading eight and a half sacks. Denzel Perryman and Drew Tranquil, both sitting at 45 and 43 tackles respectively. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins, 43 total tackles for him, three interceptions, which lead the team. Casey Hayward, second on the team with two interceptions. And then Melvin Ingram, um, 32 total tackles, five and a half sacks. He kind of broke out a little bit against the Chiefs, and hopefully him and Bosa are able to do, you know, equally be as equally destructive against the Broncos in this one obviously they're going up against an offensive line that is not the best they've got Garrett Bowles over there at left tackle who is a holding penalty machine he just spits them out every single game and hopefully Ingram and Bosa can take advantage of that to really set the Broncos get them off their tracks um, get them stumbling out the gate now looking at the Denver Broncos I don't have any stats for quarterback simply because uh, Drew Locke 
at least according to reports and some sources, um, seems to be the guy he's going to be um, activated off IR and get the start over Brandon Allen. And uh, um, so not much to really say about Drew Locke in this case. Brandon Allen, again, I think he's a second-year undrafted free agent player out of Arkansas. He's been their guy the last couple weeks, most recently lost to the Bills. We're just stomped by them last week. But looking at their stars on offense, you've got Philip Lindsay, 147 carries, 708 yards, and five touchdowns. Also pitched in 28 catches for 179 yards, no scores through the air. And then second leading rusher, Royce Freeman. That duo was always dangerous, especially it seems like against the Chargers. They always find success. He's got 103 carries for 425 yards and a pair of scores on the ground. Also has 30 catches for 204 yards, leading that backfield in both categories. Cortland Sutton, second-year player at SMU, really breaking out, especially without the presence of Emmanuel Sanders in the receiving core for Denver, sitting at 50 catches for 832 yards and four scores. Rookie Noah Fant, tight end out of Iowa, 30 catches, 374 yards, and two touchdowns. And then their next leading receiver, um, Deshaun Hamilton, only 11 catches, 106 yards. They don't throw a lot when they do. It's pretty much just to Cortland Sutton. And a Noah fan, if we're being totally honest. Defensively, Thomas Davis leads the defense. Broncos in tackle, 78 total stops, four tackles for loss. Justin Simmons, great safety, 65 total tackles, two tackles for loss, three interceptions, I believe, that leads the team. Uh, Alexander Johnson, who I mentioned earlier on the injury report, 61 total tackles, three tackles for loss, one and a half sack, and one interception, obviously, that one off Phillip Rivers. And Vaughn Miller, 35 tackles, 8 tackles for loss, still sitting at just 6 sacks on the season. You could probably consider that a down year for Vaughn Miller. Um, Hopefully, he's not able to get into that category when the Chargers take on the Broncos again in two days. The holidays are almost here, and you know what that means. Gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Unlike most brands, Untucket shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucket shirts always fall at just the right length, no matter his size, so he looks casual and sharp. And if you're a guy like me who is a rather on the large side, you know, former athlete, maybe weightlifter or something like that, shopping can be a real pain. Sometimes you got to go, let's just say a double XL for one thing and an XL for something different because one, you know, you fit the shoulders, but it's too loose in, you know, your midsection or, or it's vice versa. It's just a huge pain. So... You know, whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style for your own, Untucket is the way to go. Visit Untucket.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. As always, rounding this thing out with my three things to watch for against the Denver Broncos. Number one is pretty obvious. If Drew Locke, the rookie out of Missouri, their second round pick in this last year's draft, if he gets the start, can the Chargers take advantage of that first career start? Now, there's nothing more scrumptious and delicious not to go off you know, some puns based off Thanksgiving having been just um, yesterday, but... You know, this team has to be salivating, right? It's got to be um, the defensive line, especially Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, are us, the fans, while, you know, Drew Locke is going to be that fried turkey that we've just been waiting 365 days for. Um, and maybe if you like, you know, mashed potatoes and gravy and you like dark meat over white meat, whatever it is that gets you hungry, salivating, gets your stomach rumbling, that is what Bosa and Ingram have to view Drew Locke. Now, 
Does that mean they're going to be successful? I'm not sure what the Broncos are going to do to game plan. I know they may try to take away one person. The Raiders did a good job of getting rid of Joy Bosa, which allowed Melvin Ingram to have a much better game, one of his best games against the se- in this season. Excuse me, But um, they can't take away both. So who's going to be the guy to step up? Who's going to be the guy to be the most disruptive and change this game from the onset? So Drew Locke, first career start. Um, he's a slinger. He's a gunslinger. He was a guy who threw many touchdowns. I think he's the most prolific quarterback in Missouri history outside of, I believe it was Chase Daniels. He's going to be looking to sling it. This is going to be a prime opportunity for um, the secondary as well if they were to get guys like Adrian Phillips and Derwin James back to take advantage of a guy who might be a little bit of trigger happy. He might be trigger happy. He likes to throw the deep ball, especially when you've got big targets like Cortland Sutton at 6'4", Noah Fant at 6'5". This is a guy that we can bait. This is a guy we can um, use his terrible aggressive tendency against him. So I think you know one of the quickest ways to put this game away as quick as possible, kind of like they did to start the game earlier this season, um, is to take advantage of those shortcomings of Drew Locke. And hopefully, again, this pass rush can do just that. Number two, how much of an impact if Derwin James were to get activated? I, I totally believe he will. I would be so surprised if Anthony Lynn decided that it wasn't good or this isn't the week yet to allow Derwin James or Adrian Phillips to come back. But in his first game back, where he'd be activated, how much of an impact can we expect? And I think this is this is huge. I was asked by... Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, someone from uh, Mile High Report, Joe Rowles. So shout out to Joe Rowles over at Mile High Report. That is SB Nation's Denver Broncos, um, their website. And so for a, a thing he likes to call three and out, he asked me a bunch of questions with, um, what was it? His first question was, it looks like the Chargers should have some key defensive players back for this weekend. How big a difference could that make in the matchup? And, and for this, um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of read you my my answer for this question, just because I, I, I kind of like this question. Uh, I think there's a lot that goes into it. And that is the additions of Derwin James and Adrian Phillips alone will do wonders for the Chargers defense in terms of getting their best players back into their most popular packages. The Chargers were dangerous when they could stay in dime packages with six defensive backs on the field while Phillips filled in as a dime linebacker. Now, Derwin erases opposing tight ends, and he can also move around the box to pressure quarterbacks and sure up the run defense. And you can't forget that they were both first-team All-Pros in 2018. I think this will by far be the best Chargers defense to take the field in 2019. So, yes, if he comes in, if he's activated, Derwin James is going to have an impact. He's just that type of player. The second he steps on the field, something is going to happen. And he didn't wait all this time to then step on the field and be a non-factor. You can take it to the bank that Derwin James will make some sort of an impact in this game against the Broncos. Now, number three, finally, it's just Philip Rivers and his knack for early and often interceptions against AFC West opponents. Basically, like what I'm going to be watching for is, is he going to continue this trend? Now, over the last five years, Rivers has not thrown more than I think it's six or seven interceptions across an entire season against AFC West opponents. Okay, that's six games, remember. This year, he has thrown nine interceptions in just three games against AFC West opponents, and that's only to two touchdowns. Over the last five seasons, he's thrown 10 twice, he's thrown 12, he's thrown six, um, but he's never thrown less than six, and right now, he's got two through half the games on pace to only throw four if he continues this abhorrent 
stretch of play again against AFC West opponents. These are the games that you have to play your best football in, right? You win the majority or all of your AFC West games, you get a free ticket to the playoffs, right? And he's brought the worst football of the season. His worst football, his worst game has always come out against AFC West opponents. And that can't happen anymore. And this is the first chance for Rivers coming off a bye week, getting his head right, getting the team right per se. Uh, it's his best chance to turn it. And if he doesn't turn how the turn tables, shout out to the office on that reference, but if he can't turn the tables on his play against AFC West opponents in this game, which I know against the worst team in the division, then I'm just not sure how much confidence I can, you can, or, or any of the Chargers fans have um, in Phillip Rivers going forward to end the season and maybe into next season. And that about wraps things up here with the Powder Blue Review, guys. Appreciate you coming out. I'm stoked to get Charger football back in action and get that back in action against a divisional opponent like the Broncos. It's kind of nice to kind of kickstart the last slide of the season with a divisional opponent. Tempers are rising, fiery passion, all that great stuff. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see a different Chargers team than we've seen the last 12 weeks. So, uh, guys, this has been great. If you remember, subscribe, like favorite comment anything tell me what you like tell me what you don't like do not be afraid to hit me up on twitter always appreciate talking to you guys as well guys go ahead and follow me at twitter actually at zone track z-o-n-e-t-r-a-c-k-s podcast twitter handle pb review podcast and check out bolts from the blue.com guys check it out i want to know your thoughts on it i like to do a good job over there so i appreciate any and all feedback but guys hope you had a great weekend enjoy the rest of it enjoy cyber monday i will see you guys later or excuse me earlier next week hopefully to recap the first victory monday of hopefully a string of victory mondays as always this has been michael peterson with the powder blue review i will see you guys next week